Oh, oh here, here we are back again. Why? Almost one year later. <laughs> yes, literally a lot has happened. Producer Brandon still sitting here. Do you want to say something to the friendly folks at home? Hi. <laughs> Mom's in the kitchen. We are under quarantine. Woohoo! So what else do we do? We record a podcast because it's been a minute. A lot has happened. Um, yes, a lot has happened. So much, and it's none of your business. Wow. <laughs> Nothing shady's happened. Nothing shady's happened. We've just been busy. With quarantining. <laughs> With quarantining, of course, for the whole year. Anyway, do you want to announce what we're doing today, Madison? So, I'm going to steal all the credit for this idea, because technically this was my idea. Yeah, you just had it. Cool. Um, so, I was like, the name of our podcast is She Started It, and we've wanted to take um, our podcast in a different direction than last season, because we're in a different season of our lives right now. Yes. So I had an idea, and I'm like, Reagan and I both lead students on Wednesday nights. Please don't look at our past podcasts. They're no reflection of who we are today. <laughs> but they are who we were back then. <laughs> They're really funny. My mom is literally laughing They're at really us. They're really funny. I think you cussed more. That's n- n- neither here nor there. This woman. Anyway. This woman who gave birth to us is judging us. So, ar- so we're really anyway. just here to prove our mother wrong. But my idea that I had just had was... Um, since we, we teach students on Wednesday nights, and the name of this podcast is She Started It, I had an idea of we call one of our students and have them randomly pick out a topic for our episodes. And then she starts it, we talk about it, and, you know, I thought that was a really good idea because yeah. it's already in the name of this podcast. And maybe we'll throw in a funny childhood story at the end of the I think we should podcast. keep doing that. Yeah, we have a lot of stories. Not even that. just childhood stories or just, you know, stories in general. Okay, so we're going to call a student. This is Leah. Hello. Hello. Hi. You are on our podcast. Welcome. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Okay, so Madison messaged you and asked for a topic for our podcast. Do you have a question or a topic in mind that we should talk about? Um, I was thinking about this in the 30 seconds that I had between her Snapchatting me and you calling me. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, and um, I would say what is, like, not necessarily, like, a pivotal moment that, like, in the beginning of your faith, but, like, a pivotal moment since you started believing and walking with your faith. Leah. And you were just, like, just any, any, like, moment or point in your life, and you're like, you know what, that was God. Oh, man, that's a good, that's a good topic. Okay, well, thank you. We're going to finish recording, and then you can hear it later, so thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Love you. Bye. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey. She's, she's so cute. She's a good I love one. her. A pivotal mo- <laughs> mother. If you don't stop microwaving <laughs> things, I will kill you. What are you, you making? What is it? What are you heating up? Queso. Queso from Torchies? Yeah. Oh, bring some over here. No. <laughs> I'm vegan, so no thanks. <laughs> okay. Respect the drip, Karen. Respect what we're doing. <laughs> Okay, so a pivotal moment when we really started walking with the Lord. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Look at her. She's so smart. Um, I'll let you answer it first. I might go get my journal. Okay. Um, Take it away, Reagan. I have to kind of like ponder this. My answer, a pivotal moment when I, I don't know, I started following the Lord when I was 10 years old. So I don't. 
really think back to that time, it's like, oh, I'm going to start walking with Jesus every day. I was 10. This was a natural progression of my faith. But I would say a really pivotal moment in my walk with Jesus of, oh, I need to say yes to him in every circumstance of my life happened um, two years ago. About, yeah, two years ago, about this time when I was in New York City and I was doing a spring break mission trip. Honestly, I really, full disclosure, I just wanted to go on that mission trip to go to New York. I didn't really care about the mission aspect of it. That sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds awful, but I was in a really upset place. I was grieving grandpa, school coming to an end for me in college, and I just wanted to get out of town, and this was an avenue to do that. So I went on this mission trip with the Baptist student ministry at my college, and I thought it was going on this trip, and I was like, I'm not really feeling it. I'll just kind of do the motions of what I have to do, experience the city, go see a Broadway show, escape my life for a second, and then leave. What show did you see? Phantom of the Opera. Oh, cool. It was, lo- it was beautiful. Um, but as I was there, God just kind of got a hold of me and just started working on me and was like, what are you doing? Brandon's eating a cheese stick. Please don't choke. Anyway, God just kind of got a hold of me and was like, okay, this needs to be your life. You have to quit running from my calling and you have to actually say yes to me because I had felt called to missions for the longest time for years. Like I would even say like since the sixth grade, whenever I went on that first mission trip with church with the little kids, mom's over there shaking her head. Amarillo. Amarillo. Why was I thinking Lubbock? I mean, same, same, yeah, same. panhandle. Um, yeah, <laughs> same thing out there. <laughs> Is that what you just said? Oh, yeah, it's way out there. Um, but I had always felt this calling and I was like, no, I don't really want to do that because there's no money in mission work. There's this, that I want. I want this instead of this and just really kind of ignoring what God was really calling me to do in my life. And finally, in 2016, when I went to Hong Kong, um, which is a whole other story in and of itself, but I had felt that call even more to like go in in the mission field in some way and be in ministry in some way. And I was still ignoring it. And then finally, 2018, I was in New York. And I remember just like feeling so overwhelmed. We were doing street evangelism, which not my favorite type of evangelism because same, it's same. so awkward. Yeah, It's like, hi, um, I know we're in the same coffee shop, but can I pray for you? So awkward. Very awkward. <laughs> and so I was like, we were walking around and I was just looking around and I was like, I told the people I was with, I was like, I just need to sit down for a second and just kind of be to myself. And so they were like across the park and I was sitting on this bench and I was just praying and I was like, God, what do I need to do right now? Like, what are you telling me to do? Because graduation was coming up for me. I didn't know what I was going to do after graduation and that was scaring me. And I just felt God over and over and over again was like, you need to be on mission. You need to be on mission. You need to be on mission. And finally, I was like, okay. And so I remember, and Carly, my best friend, she will, if she's listening to this, she would know. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to get into this. (laughs) I have many best friends. I have many best friends. Well, then I guess it's not a best friend if you have many. Oh my gosh. Okay. One of my best friends, Carly, was with me on this trip. And if she's listening, she knows... um, probably what I'm about to say, but I was feeling very overwhelmed by like what God was telling me. And, um, 
I was like, okay, let's go get dinner. So we went to this pizza place and she was like, okay, what's going on with you? And I burst into tears and she's like, so I just started bursting into tears and I was like, I feel like God's calling me to do this, but it really scares me. But I feel like I have to say yes to him now. And I've been running away for so long and she was like, okay, do it. And so I said, yes. And that was, I think the really the pivotal moment of when I just said yes to God and and really started to walk in step with him. And at that point, I had been a Christian for well over 10 years. And yeah, I would say that for me was the pivotal moment when I really started walking in step with the Lord. What about you, Madison? Okay. So a pivotal point in my faith, I would say, was right around the age of 21 was a really transitional time for me. Um, I was getting out of a pretty serious relationship I was engaged and you know then I wasn't I feel like we covered that in a previous yeah. podcast well maybe I don't know don't care either like, <laughs> irrelevant <laughs> but um so after that happened and I was like oh crap well what do I do now you know I was going back um and taking some college classes and you know there's a lot of stuff going on um grandpa just passed away and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I came up with this idea that Every year of my life, not a new year, not January, but every new year for me, which, you know, my birthday's in February. So every late February, early March, I would come up with a word to kind of pray over myself for that whole year. So for 21, it was, and I have a journal over it, and it said 21, um, I wanted understanding, and I wanted to understand why God had me where I was and had been. Like, I wanted to know, okay, I see what you did, but now I want to understand, like, what was going on and in 22 you know for the year that I was 22 when I was 20 years I can't talk when I was 22 years old I wanted victory and I wanted victory from the things that I couldn't understand and have victory through Jesus and all the things that I just couldn't quite grasp and so in that right around when I was 21 I decided that I was going to enlist in the Air Force and it was a pretty lengthy process um, because I was I went in reserves and so it, it took a while to get me out to basic training. So I was in delayed entry program depth for a year, and then I went out to basic. And I was really involved with my church group back home, and I was in a life group, and that was just something that was so needed and still is. Um, community's awesome. So I went off to basic training, and it's like the third day. It's like a Thursday or Friday. And we go to this big assembly with all these zero-weekers from all these different squadrons. There's a ton of us just crammed into a building called the PRC. And one of the chaplains was like, all right, we need chapel guides. And I was like, I'll do it. So I <laughs> raise my hand. I go up with my wingman, who is also our chapel guide for our flight. Um, and that was just so awesome. Like, I didn't know that that was something I really needed. And when you're a chapel guide at basic training, you are – escorting people to their church services helping them find church services and not just christian faith but all kinds of faith backgrounds and that was really cool because i gained respect for people who had different beliefs and um and that was just awesome but sundays were just the best because that was the only day that you can really listen to music and that was the only day that you can you know get your spirituality right and really take things to god and that was just so awesome because i never like I never really had to crave church. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I never had to crave it until I couldn't actively be in church almost every day. Literally, 
me with this quarantine. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, but that was the only time we could listen to music was in worship. And it was so awesome that I was the chapel guy because we would literally like do two or three services and just hang out. And, you know, when I had a bunch of downtime and I wasn't really doing anything, um, you were either cleaning or you were writing letters back home. And I just read I just read my Bible for hours on end, and that was, I don't know, that was pretty pivotal because I never just, like, picked up my Bible and just read it because, you know, I had nothing better to do. I didn't have any other book to pick up. I didn't have my phone, so I started really reading my Bible. So I get home from all that, and I'm still really wanting to practice the disciplines that I learned at basic training, um, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually. So I started getting more and more plugged in to the church and plugged in um just kind of got in where I can fit in we started serving in youth and that was awesome and yeah loved doing that and just you know really trying to understand more of who God is whether that's just picking up my bible or getting you know books that are Christian literature and just stuff like that just really trying to understand and really up up my apologetics game (laughs) and know why I believe in what I believe but I feel like the biggest pivotal moment of my walk was probably at basic training um so flash forward months later my birthday my 23rd birthday so the word that I picked going into being 23 was used and I wrote in my journal that I have right here saying I want God to use me this year and every year of my life I want to be or sorry, I want the boldness to step out of the boat and into the water and be bold and be used for his glory. So I feel like the biggest pivotal moment for me was probably basic training. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons. That was, yeah, it was it was a long, long yeah. eight weeks. <laughs> And, I mean, I'm sure another later date we can really get into the nitty-gritty of these mm. stories and yeah, these times. Yeah, my time at basic training. <laughs> That's a different story for a different time. Yeah. But. Yeah. Good question, Leah. I liked it. I hope we answered it well. Okay, well. Yeah. Again, Leah, I hope we answered your question, and thank you for giving us that question. We appreciate it. We appreciate you. And... I guess to wrap up our podcast, we'll tell a funny anecdote from our sisterhood Any- experience. Anytime. Any funny story. Yeah. I almost said childhood because that's where a lot you of the go funny first. ones. I've like felt really bad. Okay. So our grandma died fairly recently. Thank goodness it was before this whole outbreak so that we got to come together as a family. Honestly. Um, we got to Very have thankful for god's timing and god's hand in that yeah honestly as much as it sucks like perfect timing yeah um, i thought about the time do you remember where i dared you our grandma wore i don't want to talk about this story our, I, I hate it da- i hate it too but that's this is Pick like something else no this is one of I the first it. thoughts i have the night that she died and i was like wow i feel really bad <laughs> even though i apologize and she forgave me but god, like I, I dared madison our grandma always wore a wig and she's not alive anymore, so she won't be embarrassed to, to have this out in the She'd world. Still she be would still be embarrassed. Anyway, um, 
I dared Madison to go pull her wig off in front of an open window where people were definitely outside of Brandon's <laughs> jaw. Just we jaw. were little, like we were, we not were little. We were like eight and nine years old. We weren't just old terrible enough to know te- better, but whatever. Oh, I feel yeah. Awful and Madison about it. did it. I feel and horrible. And I, Grandma spanked your butt. <laughs> I feel, but I fessed up and horrible. I felt terrible. But she didn't even tell mom. I know. She had her back. That's the worst part. I know. Is that? I know. Oh, she, I hate it. We felt so bad. Story. And she was I'm like, so mad that it's okay. It. I'm sorry. Of all the stories I, I was going to tell about when she woke us up at 4 a.m. to look at a possum on the back patio. Oh, you my told that. God. But no. <laughs> Girls, come here. Look at this. So <laughs> that possum. same summer that we were eight and nine, oh Reagan's story, gosh. we were home in Texas. But uh, shortly after we went to Missouri. Yeah. Um, to live with her for like a whole freaking <laughs> summer because our um there's some stuff going on back home <laughs> more of a story for later um so we went over we went up to live with her for a summer and for whatever reason like we were just so weird we didn't want to sleep upstairs we like made a pallet in the living room which I'm sure she just loved that um, I mean upstairs was haunted and scary the whole house reeks of ghosts <laughs> mostly so upstairs haunted. they're everywhere um but we made a, like a little pallet downstairs. It's four o'clock in the morning and she <laughs> shakes us awake. Girls, <laughs> girls, come here. Get up. And we we're did, like, I thought that there was a tornado. I thought I, she was taking us to the basement because there was a tornado. I'm not even yeah, kidding. Yeah, I was so discombobulated. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> did you make us breakfast already? It's 4 a.m. <laughs> she she's like, girls, girls, wake up, wake up. And she leads us to the back door. And I'm like, she's going to throw us out. No, I'm still thinking there's a tornado and we but have to go to the basement. <laughs> well, if we were going outside, then maybe we would have gone to the cellar outside. I don't know. Anyway, so she brings <laughs> us to the back patio and she's like, look at a possum. Yeah. And she gets us like, <laughs> we're so close to this close to this possum. Thank God they do not carry rabies. Public service announcement. Possums don't carry rabies. If you see one, just let them be. They're not going to hurt you. They don't carry rabies. They're fine. It was just staring at us. It was just, st- this poor creature was probably terrified <laughs> that this old lady and two young children are just. Okay. Is it? Oh. So this poor little possum was probably like, why is this old lady and these two young, poorly dressed children? Because we were in t-shirt and panties. Like, why are they just staring at me? And she was like, look at, look at it. It's so big. There we were, just standing on the patio, yep. like at four o'clock in the morning. Grandpa's sacked out of sleep inside, and you know we're yep. just don't have a lick she of sense. She had to show us. She had to show us. And then there was that whole summer. There was that snake fiasco. There was just snakes everywhere. When she literally killed one with her shoe. I remember we went out. It was the four of us. It was you, Kinsey, Jack. Those are our cousins, and it was me. We went out to the patio. And do you remember there was a black snake on the back porch and y'all saw it, screamed and ran and it took me so many seconds to register what was going on. It took me so long to register what was going on and I looked in, I'm like, that is not a toy, that's a snake. So I (laughs) just book it out. Y'all had already left me. I'm the only one left on this patio and I'm like, oh, that's a snake. That's why they left. (laughs) And then I, it was literally a few seconds. I'm just staring at the snake being like, that's one of Jack's toys. And then it started moving. I'm like, well, hold up. That ain't no toy. And so we ran in, and she would kill it with anything that she had. A shovel, her shoe. Yeah. The power of Christ. <laughs> but now that I know about snakes, I'm like, you really had to do all that? They keep the bugs out. You well, know, it wasn't a poisonous snake. It was just a little black grass hey, snake. 
but she saw a snake, it was gone. That scared my grandbabies. Mm-hmm. Wow. She killed it. Well, those are our stories. That's our podcast. Madison, we're glad to be back, first of all. Anything you'd like to add? No. Okay, well, thank you for listening. I hope this was intriguing, inspiring, Hopeless interesting, something. all the I words. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, Give us five stars. Ring that bell. Hit subscribe. Right. Right. Wherever you're listening Smash to that this. like button. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this journey. Okay. Okay. Calm down. Oprah. Okay, goodbye. Bye.